Hello, everybody. It's Inside LAFC, episode 12. Max Fredos, Vince LaRosa. Uh, you, you know us. I hope so. I hope you love us, too. And I, before I get it, go any further, uh, I just want to show you the Dio shirt. I've been talk- I have one of these four, Adama, at some point. I've already asked him about Ronnie James Dio, and his answer was, who's that? That's my deal. Who's that? <laughs> That's your Dio? It's yeah. like a mix. I love I could listen to Dio talk all day and all night. It's Yeah. <laughs> Can Do I give, you- it, I'll give a quick example? Mm-hmm. So ahead of the Real Salt Lake game, we're here talking to everybody, and I, I talked to them. So this is a revenge game. They knocked you out of the playoffs. Everyone's like, yeah. And Latif says, I've been basically waiting for this game my whole life. So, so well, I mentioned the Dio. That was the Latif 5-1 <laughs> game. The 5-1 game. I mentioned it to Dio, and he goes, I go, you must be pumped. This is revenge. No, no. It's, no, it's another game. I go, really? And I go, that you kind of need a guy like that to level it out a bit. Well, it's interesting because he's very level-headed off the pitch. Yeah. It's, it, but he's told us, he's like, but I like to play mad. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you can go to him and be like, don't you think about this and this? And he just goes, I, I mean, I just got there and tried to do my job and score goals. And yes. you're like, okay, cool. And then he gets on the pitch and you're like, man, he's a beast. Yes. So it's just, it. there's two very different deals. But I, I agree with you. He's actually really fun to talk to because he brings you some stuff. <laughs> he's going to give you the that answer. That you, yeah, that you, that you don't expect. Yeah. And also he, he will not. He does not suffer bad questions. No. And he could have been nice. No, I may have heard of Ronnie. No, he's never heard yeah. of him. Everyone knows. Do you know the gentleman in the North End who has the Dio banner? I don't, but that Dio banner is fantastic. Anyone who can, I, I want to go uh, buy him a beer because that Dio, I, I look at it and it just picks up my spirits. I'm a huge fan of the band, his bands over the years. Yeah. Unfortunately, we can't have him at the Bank of California saying like the Misfits and Iron Maiden because he's no longer with us. Yeah. It would have to be a hologram. Have to. A great idea. If you're listening to the podcast, you can't see the shirt. Well, well I'll take a photo. We're gonna, I'll post a photo on our uh, on our uh, social media so you can see what yeah. we do. Cleanse cleanse the palate of uh, Anne Hathaway, <laughs> Max. So you said I look like Anne Hathaway in the gender switch on almost Snapchat. no one agreed, but I think and you I did. said yeah, and then everyone else said you are mental. Yeah, I got a second one. Who Sarah Palin? <laughs> kind of look like Sarah Palin a little bit. <laughs> I did one with my wife. She made me erase it immediately. Uh, I'm going to show you the one of my son. What you... Aww. I can't post that, but it's very cute. It's yeah. Very... All right. Let's talk Columbus. Yeah, let's get into the... Oh, let's please get subscribe into... to Inside LAFC. We're going to come up with a cool uh, little sub name. Yeah, we're still working. It's, we still, to... it's just Max and Vince show for now. Not creative. No. But we, we, we got... We're working on it. Again, if you come up with something really great... How do you describe maybe there's us? A, maybe both. there's an invitation invitation into the video room yeah. with a mic with your name on it. Yes. Uh, also, we have questions. The questions have been a hit. So this is what we want to... We talk about the interaction here on the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave. You can leave your questions there. You can leave your comments. We will get to them. And we'll share this moment. This is a conversation. We can hear you, right? I love the questions. Keep, so, yes. keep the questions coming. Great so, reaction. There have been a lot of really handles. good questions. I We always fear for those type of things when we leave that open-ended yeah. but you guys have been awesome so keep the questions coming please even if you think they're hard questions and you think they'll never answer them we just might or we might not yeah all right let's pop this up you've seen the shirt long enough columbus columbus spectacular and uh you called the game i called the game uh with uh mo Adu, who is from southern california we gave him a, he's expecting father we gave him a little onesie for his kid lafc onesie it's the cutest thing you've ever seen available at uh hq lafc.com Go check it out. And, um, you know, there's like a five-minute span where Columbus were pushing even less than that. And then LFC got into their rhythms mm-hmm. and looked just 
spectacular. And but they didn't have the goal. And I know we talked about it. And we're like, oh boy, you need that goal to unlock it. Not that Columbus was Chicago or Seattle in that second half uh, up there in the Emerald City, where they you had to cr- crack down these lines of four. Um, there was space to operate, and Columbus was getting enough of the ball. And then it happened. The Mark Anthony's K's goal. And then they look good enough to protect that one zip. Yeah. But then that killer instinct at the end to get two and three. Uh, Josh Perez hitting the woodwork. I think he's got to feel terrible he didn't finish that. I'm in your corner, Josh, because that could have sailed right over and nothing. But you hit it right on the apex where it came back. You kept it in play. Hitting the frame is better than missing everything. And I would have given you an assist. It's I, I don't know if I would give him an assist. but <laughs> Okay, I won. I'll, I'll say this. It was nice to see... When Dio scored, the first thing he did was run to Josh and try to be like, it's okay. Yeah. Look, that's going to happen. At least you put yourself in that position, which it was great. It good good for him to, to sprint forward and put himself in that position in the first place. But yeah, just seeing that, I'll say this. There's one, I, I don't know if we've posted it yet, but there's one angle, and I think it's Will got this angle uh, from our cam on the side, Will Walsh, um, where everyone's, even Mark is kind of consoling Josh. Watch Carlos. He just runs up with the biggest smile on his face. Like, hey, we scored. Yeah, What's the problem? What's the problem? Do you think Bob would probably feel the same way? He's like, hey, we scored. Yeah, I mean. He'll it, keep uh, the, the, the confidence up of the players. He goes, yeah. Look, in that moment, you, well, yeah, and what can you do? That happens. Like, it, there's some things that you don't have to tell the players. They know. They're yeah. not dumb. Like, he understands that, yeah, he's got to score in that moment. Luckily, it worked out. His teammates bailed him out, which you hope they would do. And you move on. But you know what? They didn't even need the goal. One was enough, even though it was nice to get it. And then the third goal, and I posted something on my Twitter. It was an incredible goal by Carlos Vela. He's still he's got more goals than games played. Mm-hmm. Mark Anthony K. late in the game, flying in, full body tackle, gets on top of that ball and puts it in the path for Carlos to do uh, the rest of the work. It was just it was a one. Th- those last ten minutes were breathtaking. You could see the, the quality when they are really churning and almost that deer in the headlights look from an opponent from Columbus, even they're at home. This is going to be a tough team to beat if they play this way. And I, I always see a higher ceiling because of players that we've not really kicked the tires on too much. And who knows what, if there is a, a situation where they want to upgrade the team. I don't think there is right now, but it's, you can always get a little improvement, but it, it was, it was tremendous. Third road win of the season. What, like they did last season, getting these road wins, which help you so much in the big picture. They're going to be a great watch every week because everyone's looking for number one, and that's where they're at. Yeah, and the difference in that match was getting those bang-bang two goals, the killer instinct. It might have been slightly lacking last season because we were having this talk about drop points, things like that. doesn't seem to be a problem this season. And on top of it, they controlled that match. I mean, I, I gave you the stats, and I, I wrote these down because it was just incredible. 20 to 8 shots. One shot on goal to eight shots on goal, 82 to 76% passing, 53 to 47% possession. If I asked you to pick out who the home team was, you'd get it wrong. Wow. Because that, that is almost a Bank of California Stadium-esque domination away from home. And I think the biggest thing was the Columbus made a lot of mistakes, um, but they were mistakes that were forced on them. I mean, the midfield they press. They made a lot of mistakes. The midfield press between Latif, Edward, and Mark was on point and it was fantastic and they they were kept continue to play on the back I mean a team if that's the way you play you're gonna have to try to continue to play that way but you're coming up against a midfield that's just humming right now and they they controlled the game I, I think great that, eye Vince because you sometimes forget no one notices that you say oh it's a mistake by Columbus you don't realize it was forced yeah. by the 
uh, obsessive pressure by that trio who just are searching yeah. to spoil and turn the ball over, and they did a lot. Look, Latif was fantastic in that game. I don't know what he has to do to get into team week. We, I know we're going to talk about Edward because he's sadly, sadly being overlooked by a lot of uh, pundits and a lot of people on the mainstream media. I think and, he's the best at his. We'll talk about best at his position yeah. right now in Major League. We Soccer. are going to. That's go, a very competitive position in the league. Yeah, we're going to go deeper into that. That's the yeah. tease. But Latif, man, zero team of the weeks. Yeah, and he's phenomenal. He, the way he presses. What does ball, Edward have? One. Edward, I think, has four. So Edward's been, four, but like been on included. The, on the reserve kind of. Yeah, reserve sometimes. I don't count that. Mark That's also not good ha- enough. Mark also has four. Uh, but it, here's, a st- here's a stat that was given to me today. Latif's pressures are up there with Angolo Conte. Pressures per match. So we've got a new position for him, huh? Yeah. And it, the, but this we is a, like, almost like three number sixes. The, fun, the six, most fun. Eight, six slash eight. I love Latif because he's so much fun, but he's also fun to talk about because he doesn't follow this like linear path. So you look at Latif and you say, decent winger. He's really good off the bench, really energetic, but we're gonna, it's going to be hard to find him a place in this team because you look, you got Diego Rossi, you got Carlos Vela who can score. They have a lot more final product than Latif. So that's why they say, hey, maybe he could be a good, uh, he could be a good option at right back. He's got good reactions. Uh, he can press up on guys. He can recover balls. So you say, okay, if you're not a winger, you can be a right back. That makes sense. Natural progression. You don't then go to finding out that your best position is probably center mid. That never, ever happens. That is such a sophisticated position to play. That is something that uh, you choose to play at an early age to say, this is the position because you there's, so, there's a catalog. I mean, every position is difficult, but that position you can't really stop. Mm-hmm. A forward can maybe stop for a second, a local playmaker. But that, you go, I have, to be in, I have to be the first player at almost every breakdown all the time to be an outlet, to be a support player. Yes. That, is, that is a position that, I mean, so many countries have, have, have a mythology about. And I think of Argentina where like a guy like you know, Javier Mascherano, those guys, when they call it a five, are like always, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there mm-hmm. all the time. And that's in a, viewed as the most important position on the field in many cultures, yeah, many you're, countries. You're a heat-sinking missile, yes. right? You don't, you don't have time to take off. And the the amazing thing is he's literally never been coached in that position until now. Unbelievable. So he doesn't have those natural instincts to scan. Uh, he doesn't have that net. He just has raw ability. And he, the funny thing is, watch him. Watch him in matches, and now he is scanning. He's doing those little things but he's still learning. So there, there's still an upside. And again, that's just not a linear progression. You don't go winger to fullback to going, ah, you're a center yeah. mid. And when I was in the broadcast, I go, it'd be great to get Latifa a goal, but he doesn't have those chances because he's doing a different position. He might get one, but that is not his MO right now at the season. Uh, I would like to see Diego get one, but if you get three goals, but he had so many chances, you probably want to see him tuck away. But I think that will come too. And I'm, I'm nitpicking at anything negative, but the defense comes through again. And it's collect. Tyler made some great, very confident saves. There were some. There were a couple chances there. Not, that Columbus not saves. Save. save uh, one save. One, but there was like some save. pressures. No, no. I would say that that was a turning point in the match. So the the goal. Some grabs off the corners. Yeah. Some some punches. Some some clearances. The but Tyler's ability to save that shot from Pedro Santos. Not just save it, but catch it. Huge. Hold on to it. That is where. That's where. There's. I've got people tell me. Well, look. If he scores that, it's one one. Okay, I still think LFC goes on to win that match. But doing that secures that, and I think from there, Columbus is just, this they're is, done. We, I, we did black gold. I brought up Claudio Tafarel, and that's maybe I'm going to call Tyler Tafarel because in these famous Brazilian teams where they never conceded possession in 94, the mid-90s, Tafarel sat there and waited and waited, and he'd have to make one save, and he had to make it. 
And yeah. he always did. And if he didn't, that team goes a different path. That's difficult to sit there and go. I think we saw it against the fire. He came, he was, and we talked to him last week. That is very difficult. You have to be completely locked in um, focus-wise. Yeah, this league especially is about how can you find ways to generate more chances than the opponent, and then how can you find ways to capitalize on those? The teams that seem to be capitalizing on those, LAFC, for instance, this season, are getting the wins. The games that they're not, they're still generating more chances, so like Chicago. They're generating so many chances that it's tough for Chicago to get the win. It's like we said last week. Those teams that are sitting back, they're literally just opening the door just a little bit of a crack to allow them to maybe get a point out of the match. I mean, it's not really a way to win a match. So when Tyler does that, they've already capitalized on their one, and then Tyler does that, that's two. It just, it's a springboard. And then, yeah, that's when they run off and they just run rough over it. I mean, Caleb Porter, I wanted to bring up the Man City comment because I... Okay. <laughs> Caleb Porter, I don't... I know. But this is happening a lot, and Bob, Bob is behind it too, where you say so-and-so is the messy of the Busquets, the Man City. But explain it. Well, see, right. here, here's the thing. When Bob tells a player, hey, I want you to be like this, it's because he sees characteristics in that. Look, think about, any, think about what you do in your day job, anybody. There's, you should have somebody that you want to be as good as. That's what he's saying. Hey, try to be as good as Messi. Try to do some things that he does. Look, there's instances where you get into positions that Messi does this. Maybe you can try something like that. He's not saying you are this person. So he gives analogs to all the players. Hey, look at this guy. See what he does. Maybe, you know, glean something from his game. I feel like if you're a coach and you're not doing that for your players, you're not doing a good job, to be, to be totally honest with you. Now, the media can take, take it for what it is. They hear the word Messi and they go, oh. Yeah. Because you know what it is? Because so many times we've said, this guy's the next. And I, I get it. And that's not what he's saying, though. He is not saying that. You're right. And it, but I, I do understand. Uh, I think people look at that and they... It's interesting. It's from a media, a soundbite. It's interesting to where you can say, okay, there's a comparison. I like it a lot mm-hmm. in, in, in certain instances. This, I kind of liked, but I was like, I was preparing for the backlash when I heard it. Yeah. Because that's the only, that was my only issue. But I think it gives you a visual of how a team plays without being at apples to apples because it's not. Manchester City is... It gives you it, a lens. It, it, it makes it you work. I, I like it because it makes me work because then right when he said that, I started thinking like, do we play like Man City? We no. kind of don't. No. If you actually look at it. But there are some similarities. It's the approach. Um, yeah. The, the, the width to come in and... It's the the approach with the ball, the the ability to regain possession as quickly as you can. The fact that basically you go into a chance... Maybe that gets blocked. You get the ball again, and that creates another chance. Those type of things. But is the game model quite the same? Not really. No. Maybe he's saying it like because Manchester City is the gold standard, which is interesting because who is that gold standard? Not to get off topic a little bit, but what would be that? Say, hey, LFC is the best in MLS the way Man City is the best in Europe or maybe meant in the Premier League. But, but who else would you stick out? We say Liverpool? I don't think it would have that effect. Yeah. Or Barcelona? Obviously not after what happened last week. So. Mm-hmm. Maybe that maybe there's something to that just to say maybe Man City is that equal standard of the best team over here that we can compare LAFC to here in Major League Soccer circles. Metrics wise, they are like yeah. they literally, and that's I think that's a, the other best comparison. Which okay, fine, I'll give Caleb Porter credit. Caleb Porter credit. I don't think that's what he meant. I think his was more a dig, probably about we spend more money. But metrically speaking, because we're looking at all the metrics, we're seeing goals scored, we're seeing expected goals. Expected goals against goals, actual goals against goal differential. Like Man City's a beast. It's terrifying. Like the fact that Liverpool was able to hang with them as much as they could. They 
you don't give out trophies for second place, but they yeah. almost deserve it. Cause, unbelievable. Because Man City's just such an outlier in every Liverpool single thing they do. Liverpool would have won that league every year except for this or last year. Yeah, but Man City's underlying numbers are just ridiculous. So I think that fits the narrative. Again, but, I won't give them credit the, the for it. But talk about it being this big spending club, yes, but there's no waste. This is a very savvy way they do it. They're looking to get the most out of everything. It's not like, let's throw a wad of money here. And, say, and you can't do that in this league. Yeah. So I... I get it, but there are other teams that are, you know, the payroll I would, is... I would say percentage-wise, our payroll to Columbus is not bigger than what Man City's is to, like, yeah. Burnley or somebody that is of a level of Columbus. So it doesn't, to me, it doesn't come, it doesn't make sense. Burnley, of all. Feel the burn. I don't know why Burnley was the first one that came to my uh, mind. So we're going to talk about Edward Artuesta, but there's anything else uh, that we, we probably should know. You made some great points uh, about Latif, certainly, but anything about data-wise from this Columbus game that really props you up. They do have two games this week against the same opponent. Mm-hmm. FC Dallas, Thursday. Get Go to LAFC.com slash tickets to get your tickets. Some good ones. Thursday night there is fantastic. They have a big uh, a big rollout that you're going to be... You're going to see some stuff that you won't see on a regular game. I'll put it that way. So check it out well, if you haven't got tickets. We could say it. It's, it's Women in Sport Night. Women in Sports Night. And there's going to be some, some dignitaries. Women in Sports Night. I also night. was talking about something else we might see, you know, up above... Yeah, there's going to be uh, something fantastic. Can I say, and why am I saying so secret? There's going to be something fantastic. There's going to be something fantastic. There's going to be a fantastic uh, thing at halftime. Uh, there's just going to be a lot of great things. And in Women in Sport Night, last season, I had the privilege of writing about it. I got to talk to some of the ladies that went into the Capo stands. We will have all female Capos for that match, which is awesome. Very cool. Um, we have a lot of female Capos regularly in matches, but this game, they will only be female Capos. Uh, one of the best things I that I remember from that talking with those ladies was they said there were so many other women that were like, can I go in there? I, I kind of want to do that, but I'm scared. And they've dragged them up in there and they said, you can do it. Let's do it together. By the way, I've done it up there. It's a tough job, but I have a complete faith in our LAFC ladies. Look, it's terrifying. I don't it think is, I could do it. It's hard. I'm, honestly, I, did I, don't it, think wait, I, could do it. I didn't do it. I did it for a half. They go, yeah. you want to stick around for a second half? I go, no. Though, what, the job that they do, I, I don't think I could do it. But so that just come out. Honestly, it's, it's something to see. It's a great night. Um, and I want to touch on one more thing because we just had Mother's Day. It's, it's kind of cool that Mother's Day and now we're rolling into Women's Night. Uh, Angels on Parade did some fantastic uh, Mother's Day content, which basically mothers in sports. Uh, they, she, uh, it's Alicia Rodriguez. She actually uh, spoke with some people from that we know very well, Kristen Kuhn, an executive in our department, um, Maya Stevenson, uh, Myra Stevenson, sorry, uh, who is uh, a supporter. Um, her, you see her young son everywhere. Banging the drums. He's fantastic. Gets, gets a lot of photo time. Uh, and uh, Katie, Katie Witham, who's a great, great, right, I, I, great reporter, does did, an awesome job. And I was job. reading some of that about Katie Witham. It's, it's tremendous, who just had a baby and still working hard. One of the best at the business and what she does here. So great stuff. I it's mean, cool content. It's cool content for men and women. I would, I would suggest anyone that is curious about women in sport, which you should be because they're interesting stories. I would check, I would check out that series as well. That's coming to the game on Thursday. Coming to the game on Thursday. I'll be, we'll both be running around. We'll say hello, um, reach out to us, and we'll find a meeting place. It's very easy at Bank of California Stadium. My favorite part, it is manageable. We're going to be back, and we are going to bang the drum for Eduard Atuesta. No one else is doing. We're going to do it. And guess what? We're right because this guy needs some, he needs some Alex Van Halen drum banging right now.
Welcome back to Inside LAFC. We continue our discussion of this Columbus game in some way. Really the whole first third, quarter third of the season thus far where LAFC sits atop. There's a lot of good reasons. I know a lot of people always asking who is the most, who's the second most valuable player. We talked about it uh, on LAFC and there's a lot of good answers to that. But as the season goes on to me, Vince, the second most important player is it's who's starting to emerge is Edward Atuesta who is 21 years of age, coming here from Colombia, obviously adjusting last season, but he kind of got it by the end. When I saw him the first couple of times, I'm like, okay, uh, a project we have to work on. Well, they've been working on him, and now he is one of the best number sixes in Major League Soccer in support, in passing, precise, nose for goal, goal for assists this season. And again, a guy just beginning his career a long way from home, and we are here to bang the drum for him to make sure that he gets what he deserves. I don't know if we'll be able to bang it hard enough to get him on an all-star because he's not appearing on the MLS all-star starting 11 enough times, yeah, but he sc- should be almost there every week if you ask me. You got to score a goal. Unless your name is Diego Chara, you have to score goals. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, hot take. Uh, <laughs> it's true. No, you came into our Monday meeting and I, I it didn't even cross my mind because it was such a, a great team performance, great controlling game. And you said, what do you think about Eduardo Atosa? And I I, I was like, he's, he's I got think, such a great eye. I, 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 before I say anything, I have to clear it with Vince. Yeah, I, I thought he was great, and then it it just pumped you up a level. And you're like, I just got it. I got it, and you were just glowing about him, and you were right. Like yeah. Max, I no, I can't take any credit for that. You literally came into that meeting hot. Yeah, because I saw the game, and it was just, and I and I, I mentioned it because he had this errant pass like in the 75th, 80th minute, and I was like, what the heck is that? Yeah, it's the first time he doesn't he do those a, things. He doesn't do that. What is he doing? It was the first time he put a foot out of place. Every other decision he made, a pass here. Never really, sometimes you say they're passing it back. I don't, it doesn't pass it back. No, it he's, he's very positive in, in he's his very movements. very positive in those movements and precise. I, I wanted to call, I, I was talking to Mo and thinking about nicknames. I said, what about Cuervo, which means crow? And the old expression, as the crow flies. How to get from point A to point B in the most efficient. That's how crows fly, apparently. So I was thinking maybe the crow. I'd have to clear it with Edward, and I'll, we're going to talk to him about it. But we need to get him in, and you guys should hash out a nickname. I bet you he's nickname. got some ideas. I'm hoping maybe, maybe in the next week or two, we'll see if we can get him in here on Inside LAFC. I think that'd be really cool because we want. He's so mysterious because he's quiet. He's Colombian. We don't hear from him much like Diego Chara when he came along. He got the uh, uh, exposure and the accolades, but it's a it's a very quiet. It's a very quiet position from a very quiet guy, and I think sometimes we, we're here to help make a little bit of noise. Yeah, he really kind of just goes about his business. But I wouldn't say he's, he's I mean, he's workman in the fact that he covers long swaths of the pitch, is able to to fill in spaces. I mean, just watch him. He's one of those guys, I, I, I would say, I mean, this is a, now people are going to lose their minds coming to say this. There is a thing on YouTube that you can watch. It's Zinedine Zidane. It's basically one camera on Zinedine Zidane through an entire match. Oh, I love match. that stuff. It's amazing. Know? So if you could if you could just spend your day. That's like, how we tell people to watch games. Watch one yeah. player for five minutes. Come one day and just watch Edward Atwesta for 20 minutes. Watch what he does. Watch when Stephen Bayshore goes forward and he fills in that gap. Or he, he presses up on a man. He does it so smartly. And he never, like you said, when he makes a mistake, it stands out so much because you're like, Whoa! I'm not. I'm not. I, I, I'm not used to this. It was. It was. It was very visceral. Yeah, but he's not just workman because he his comfort. I, I would say his comfort on the ball is second to none. I mean, he he takes the ball at any given point in the match in any space, and is able to 
not just take the ball, but like we said, be positive with it. He keeps the game model. There, where, where a lot of guys can take the ball and they're like, hey, I'll, I'll get this somewhere else. They kind of go sideways. They kind of go here. No, he's got guys that are literally on top of him. They know he's going to cut towards the center because he wants to go central and put teams under pressure. Yeah. And they can't get it off of him. He's just so silky in that way. And then some of his passes this season, the outside of the boot to Carlos in that Portland game, I mean, he can pass. Yeah. So that's why that's where we actually find – we were talking about this in the meeting. Well, who can we compare him to? Yeah. And that's what I want us to do today because okay. I've got some names. But it, it became so hard because when you think of Edward, you, the first thing that comes is because it's simple. We want to break it down. We want to say he's a number six. So you want to think of like a rough tackling guy. He's got an edge to him, but he's so good that he really has to make a lot of tackles. No, that's not. That's why I, I, I will disqualify some of the names I initially thought of because the tackling isn't – he's good. I, I, you know what? I, you really hit it with the word positive. And that's sometimes – you figure it goes without saying, but I think that's something that really rings true for some players, in particular with him and the way he looks at the game. It's very positive, and that's why he fits in so well with this. So maybe there's a nickname on that front, but it's we're gonna we're gonna bang this drum. But I don't want to drag too much attention. I start to fear that the Colombian national team, if they haven't already, are starting to. <laughs> they're going to because that's. Yeah, he said the one They're sad part. They're pretty deep at that position, I will say. Yeah. They have a lot of good players. And he said the one sad part is it's very hard to watch MLS games in Columbia still. So. Oh, oh, before I forget, this is what I was going to mention. Homework for all our listeners, viewers, either Thursday or Sunday when they play the Dallas games, take 20 minutes to just watch Eduardo Tuesta. Do it Thursday if you're at the game or if you're watching it on ESPN. Especially a home game because he's going to, he's, he's for better ball. words, he's the quarterback of of our band of midfielders. Um, he, again, he's the most comfortable in tight spaces, most comfortable taking the ball with his back to goal, any 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 way. But yeah, just watch him get the ball and watch what he then does with it. It's almost never, like we said, it's almost never just a bump back pass or something negative. It's to get into the spaces, to propel the team forward and follow the game model. We go down the center of the pitch. I'm not giving any secrets away. Every t- If you don't know this about our team by now, you're not doing your due diligence. And that's why when Bob says we... To control teams, we try to do the things that we do better. Well, Edward Atuesta is one of the biggest parts of that. And then just watch his movement. Watch the way he fills in for other guys. I think that it's something, it's just something to watch. And if you can if you can sit down and just kind of see the way he picks out moments, you'll start to realize just how important he is. But for whatever reason, because he doesn't score goals, I, well, I don't think look, he's going to make this all-star team unless he gets... No, no. but I think we... we, we we could not have started this campaign any sooner because he was still growing. I didn't want to jump the gun. We both saw it uh, first month of the season and how important they were relying on him. I think he's played every minute but one or two this season, so he's impossible to displace. And let's just get that movement running, and I think it'll pay off. And it's gonna it's gonna happen because the players, and we'll get the thoughts from the players too, and we'll talk. We'll, we'll focus on Eduardo Twesta here to bring that towards you on Inside LFC because I think it's an important. An important subject. Uh, I've got a list of names. Okay, let's go with the list of names. I want to throw one out. <laughs> I've not run these by Bob, but I'd love to do it because he'll just tear everyone apart is, and be like, no, 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 no. No. Is one of them his son? No. I, <laughs> I see I see a lot of similarities. Yes. In that. I think Michael can hit a bigger uh, a bigger ball over the top and has a maybe a little better nose for goal. And I'd like to see that developed in Edward if he can hit one from range. I think he's trying, and yeah. maybe that'll happen at some point this season. And I think Michael Bradley's really good at that. Yeah, Michael crashes the box a little bit better. Yeah. You, can, not, you can see Michael finishing from the penalty spot because he got into that area. Yeah. You don't really see Edward. That's not part of our game model either, no. though. So if, if he's doing that, usually it means something went wrong. 
<laughs> okay, go ahead. But no, no, I think that's fair. Yeah. I actually think that's fair. Yeah. I think Michael plays a little bit of a better long ball and looks for it more often. A little... In the, We know Bob is, is very fond of Barcelona, so I also thought of Sergio Busquets yeah. in, in some way. Michael also without- drops in drops in to the, the back line more. I think Edward is asked to try to get possession higher up the pitch, not way high up the pitch, but just don't drop so deep. Whereas Michael, that's like his jam. Yeah. See, I like this thing. We can, we can call him the Colombian something. I mean, even, yeah. that, even Fito has, Fito Zelaya has a nickname of the, the Salvadorian Suarez and mm-hmm. other guys have it, the uh, the Panamanian this or what am I? Oh, the the, the Turkish, me- there's always a Messi Turkey, everywhere. Yeah, Turkish Messi. There's a Messi everywhere. What was Georgi Haji was the, the Carpathian Maradona, right? <laughs> Who's, remember, who was the Turkish, he was like uh not Haji, like, he was Romanian. It's Hakan Sukur. Hakan Sukur. He was the bull of the Bosphorus. Yeah. But everyone else was a Maradona or a Messi or a mm-hmm. Zidane. So so what do we got? So here's one that actually came to my attention today just because some, there was some news about him. Uh, Daniela De Rossi. Oh. When Daniela De Rossi first came. Now, like everyone's that. used to seeing him now. He's much older. He's much more of a like just kind of hard tackling six out of, out of deep midfield. But when he was coming up, he was a six to eight-ish player that could get forward. He could pass pretty well. I would say he's a lot meaner than Edward. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, he has literally... And it's attack- fine to be mean or being level-headed if it L- works. Look up Daniel De Rossi uh, tackle tattoo. It's fantastic. Have you seen it? I'm putting it on my homework list. Oh. No, I haven't. It's, it's I'm sure you have. It's, but a I caution, it's basically a caution sign saying you will get tackled. It's on the back yeah. of his calf. It's By fantastic. He's looking for work. He's not retiring. Is yes, he? he's just moving on from Roma. He says 18 seasons. I was like, retired. No, he's, he's, he still wants yeah. to work. He won't play in Italy, but he's moving, moving on from Roma. Oh, okay. Uh... We said this in the meeting, Fernandinho. Yeah, and that I like goes, that one a lot. That goes to the Man City comparisons, I think. Again, Fernandinho. See, these guys... Very are, positive player who's allowed to be positive because of the way they yeah, play. Yeah, and ha- well, has to be positive. Yeah. That's the thing. You can't... If he, if Edward was all these other things plus kept passing the ball sideways, Bob would go, you're not doing... This is not what we want. You're not doing it right. Right. Uh, Edward himself said to me when he came, who, who do you fashion your game after? He said, Fernando Redondo, which is a throwback. <sighs> Argentine, classy Argentine number five. Was he, is he coaching somewhere? I thought he probably. That he was a had, great Argentina team, but under uh, underappreciated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has the mind for it. He's that's I think when we can't Mascherano's too much of a tackler to be to be put on this list unless you put him on there. But Redondo's a perfect uh, that different type of player that that was there. I think uh, another one more contemporary is like Fernando Gago, who was pretty good. Yep. Who uh, would, would play there. And, but Redondo was so beloved there. He would mention so many times, not only in Argentina and South America. And it's interesting because Colombian players look at Argentina as, uh, as a, this big destination uh, because, because of guys like Juan Pablo Angel and uh, Juan Ferrer, who's now all these great Colombian players that go yep. there and have made a great living for themselves. So it's good to, it's good to see that. That's great. That's great. Fernando Redondo. And then my last one, which is just mine, because I, I was thinking deep about this, and it's it shouldn't be a surprise. When they were moving Andre Pirlo along at Juventus, they had Claudio Marchisio play in that position for a little bit, and he was much more dynamic. Uh, he was very clean on the ball. I think he's a little bit better dribbler than Edward, yeah. but Claudio Marchisio, real player. Love Claudio Marchisio. That's a fantastic list. Yeah, if he's Vincenzo. any of those guys. Very That's Italian fantastic. based because I know you had De Rossi. That's what I do. You have Marchisio, <laughs> kind of and thing. you have Redondo, who spent I think a, a good point yeah. in one of the Milan clubs, right? Yeah, or in Italy, we just leave that at the city. Redondo went, yeah, was, went to Milan and Real. Was it? Yeah, Real Madrid for a bit. Real, Real was where his is. He made his name, but he did have an Italian. Okay, yeah. That's uh, fantastic. With the Fernandinho, Fernando, maybe there's a nickname with Fernando. I don't know, which is also my my younger brother's name. Not very good, number six. 
Uh, yeah, he's more like pretty, a. He's better athlete than I eight? am, so I shouldn't. He's, <laughs> he's a bit of a. What's your younger brother? Uh, so he's an eight. He's a box used, to box eight. Well, yeah, we used, we used to play rugby in the Brettles household. He was the best of the bunch, which wasn't saying a lot. My sister included, but my brother was. He still plays, I think. He's got to stop that. He has kids. All right, so uh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Well, that gives. So you that give gives, us something, yeah. For you people that, again, you're listening to us say it, one, 20 minutes. Watch him for 20 minutes. But if you want to go deeper, Start looking at these guys and you'll start to maybe be able to put, you know, it gives you a different lens so that when you're watching him go, ah, I see why this is important. Yes. Remember, it's a, and it's a very important position. Maybe the most important position because without it, the machine breaks down. So if you think you have a better, uh, a better example of what Eduardo Twessa, this is where we'll have fun and this is where we ramp it up and we get this on social media and people will start paying attention because this is LAFC after all. It's one of the tent poles in this league. Yep. Holds it up. Holds it up. And he's That's, our dude. Let's push our dude. He deserves. Dude. And he's credit. just a baby. I know he's so young. He's not. I think he's gonna. He, the, he doesn't qualify for the twenty two hundred twenty two next this season. So he Ross, did last yeah. season. Rossi and him are twenty one. Latif's twenty two. Uh, Segura's twenty two. Yep. Those are our kids, our main kids of the, the feature players. Mark Anthony's twenty four. Yeah, still pretty young. Yeah. So there you go. A lot of young kids given a big responsibility by Bob, and they are paying it back in big ways. When we return, it's to the mailbag. We got your questions. Once again, very well crafted, very well thought out. This is going to be on uh, Inside LFC for the most part. If we keep getting this response, it ain't going anywhere. Well, yeah, you guys send questions that are too good to pass up. We have all to right. keep doing it. We, Tyler interrupted our questions last week, so we apologize, but we'll get to all of them here. Well, I picked you up. I put a, yeah, I put a mailbag did. together. So if we don't answer right. questions and there's still good ones left over, yeah. I'll try to put a mailbag together, but better to listen we to We may it. rapid fire this sucker. This yep. is next on Inside LFC. All right, welcome back to Inside LAFC. Time to dig into our virtual mailbag. Santa's sack. We still got. To, we have so much homework to do. Yep. We got to come up with a name, an alternate sub name. I don't think there there is no better name for mailbag than mailbag. There is no mailbag. It All right, just, so let's stop it, dwelling it on it. It is what it is. All right, Araceli Villanueva, who is uh, very active on the social media and very well thought. I've met Araceli out at the game, so good good to get your questions here. Yes, I think I was, did an interview with Araceli. She was out for the home opener. That's right. Good to see you. Uh, LAFC is at the top of the table with a healthy roster. Do you think they can keep up the momentum for the U.S. Open Cup and the MLS Cup playoffs? If not, what are your concerns? Uh, do you want to start? I mean, my concerns are being healthy. That's it. I think. Yeah, I, I think there's... There is health on their side now. It's like the U.S. Open Cup comes at a great time mm-hmm. because you get these guys who haven't played much an opportunity to play. So this is this is a a gift, the U.S. Open Cup. Some teams may not sue it, but I think timing-wise, it's perfect for LAFC. Yes, but also keep this in mind, and I brought this up the other day. We sent guys like Eduardo Atuesta, Diego Rossi, to get their green cards to not count against the international cap for these games. So those guys are going to feature. I mean, yeah. the Open Cup... Bob said, when you're a new team, trophies are important. So those guys are going to feature. The Seattle Sounders, look at what they did and how important it was. I do think different people are going to get chances. We might see like somebody like maybe say Pablo Cisnega in goal um, who would not count against it because he's... I think that's... uh, I would would see that. I would say if I had to bank on anything, I I would say maybe Pablo spells Tyler for a match. And as you probably know, the, the LAFC has a very light schedule in June where they'll get their... They'll get their first game. Right. And then by August, you'll... There'll be some crossover, but 
that game, it's not going to really interrupt the season. These guys that are here that aren't going to be on international duty will be screaming for games. Yeah, guys that are going to play are going to play because they fit the system. They've been training well. These U.S. Open Cup games, uh, as opposed to other teams who do this, it's not in a time to experiment. I would say that. So that, that would be my biggest thing. We need to stay healthy. Uh, I do think there is depth, though, if we don't stay healthy. I mean, you got a guy like Lee Wynn who can't get on the pitch right now. So there's still depth, but you want your, you know, this, yeah. this lineup is the lineup right now. The one bona fide guy that we're going to lose of the featured players in international duty is Mark Anthony Kay. We don't know about Carlos. We don't know about Walker. We don't know about Christian. I, I tend to think Walker, the way he's playing, is going to be in the U.S. system, the U.S. makeup. It'd be a shame if he wasn't. It, so I think that's two that you can say for sure. And the rest, you just don't know. Yep. Some guys on the periphery, maybe Fito of Healthy gets called, maybe Peter Lee Vassell. I think Peter Lee Vassell will be with, be with Jamaica. A, again, a, a guy who has not played a lot, but a guy that perfect situation to go off and play on the international duty. So I think when I say that, I think Cisniega and I think Lee and I think uh, Danilo would yeah. be guys that come in there and then the rest could be close to how you see him. Yeah, because again, Diego so Rossi is not an international for this tournament anymore. Edward Atsuesa, not an international for this tournament anymore. Smart. Yeah. Green cards. Very smart. All right, let's go on to, um, okay, this from 55 Sullivan. Will the team be flying to Dallas Thursday night after the home match? It'd have to be pretty late. I get to the midnight. Yeah. The midnight Delta flight. Quick no. turnaround, ask LAFC. Hashtag ask LAFC. We know for, we, we can give a definitive uh, Yeah, I answer can tell you it. for sure. No, it's Friday. They're flying Friday. Um, Friday morning. I think you know, you don't want to fly right after a game. You want to give a guy's chance to recover. It's tough to recover your legs on a flight yeah. where you're cramped in, things like that. So they'll they'll take the night to recover. They'll fly out. They'll train on Saturday in Dallas. Yeah. Game on Sunday. I know it's not ideal, but talking to some of the guys, they're pretty pumped having a four-day stretch where you have two games. I mean, practice is great, but to have a game, game, I think that's great. It's unifying because you know, for this week, uh, a lot of – are going to be away from home, from their families. Yep. And here's that moment where you lock in as a team. I think it's a, it's, it's a, it, they're looking forward to it. It'll be a fun few days. Hopefully they get the most out of it. A lot depends on that home game, but that's the schedule. Saturday practice, correct? Saturday practice. Down in Dallas, get adjusted. It will be yes. hot, but not as hot as it would normally be. Right? Yeah. Thank goodness. I'm going to find the weather for Dallas. You don't have that. To be. I don't have okay, that. Okay, I'll I've find that. I'll, I'll, you get the next question. Okay, uh, well, I'll answer the next question. Oh, how about from Jerry? Jerry Reynoso uh, was a, a ticket winner. Uh, in the past, it frustrates me so much how Latif is not getting any bids for player of the week or even team of the week. Do you guys think he'll ever get recognized for the hard work he has put in? And if so, when? And I, we kind of touched on it. I don't think he will get it, but boy, does he deserve it. Yeah. First of all, Jerry, we 100% agree with you. And we would say that him not being included in at least one team of the week is a tragedy, especially this week. I would say he should have been in it this week. I think there was a few matches that I could have easily slotted him in uh, early on in the season. But yeah, the, the problem is, and I don't envy the people at MLS that have to put together these teams of the week because there's so many matches, there's so many players. It's just easier to give to players that score goals or have assists. Latif, that's not really his game. He's going to disrupt play, get it to somebody like Carlos as quickly as possible. We're going to go in transition. We're going to score. So yeah, he'll pick up an assist here or there like he did with Mark Anthony in this last match. But for the most part, his work is going to be things that you cannot equate in the in the box court. yeah it's tough to put that 11 together i know mls is a big league and to to 
to focus too much on what we focus so much on LAFC is going to be difficult. And I understand that, as you said, it's tough as much as there's four or five guys deserving. There's 14 teams or like 13 teams that are winning games every week and having good performances. So it's going to be tough to see more than one. Not yeah. two. By the way, I, I typed in FC Dallas on the weather, and it kind of looked at me and go, oh, are you an idiot? Then I, I said, no, how dare you talk to me like that? It's not a place, friend. No, it's not a friend. So I retyped Dallas. It's actually pretty warm. It's a day game. It's going to be 87 during the day, so it is going to be challenging, It'll so it's good. They are just humid, yeah. Uh, it will be very humid. Okay. What else we, we got? Uh, we had some Horta questions. Yes, we did. Uh, and some Fito ones as, as well we do. about where we do. And we get that all the time. As we do weekly. And we're, okay. And he has a great answer for this. Yeah, we're not dodging this. Okay, so I'll answer, because honestly, Horta, Fito, same bin, same box. Here's the thing. <laughs> Andre, so Fito, we know, we've, we've told you, they, he came here with a little bit of an injury, was getting back to fitness, had a little setback, had another little injury, is now then putting, putting a lot of training sessions together back to back. Andre's quad injury was actually not very good. It was bad. Gnarly. It was gnarly. So again, he's in the same boat. These guys need to put training sessions together and not just one or two consecutive multiple weeks of training sessions. And then that can possibly be included in the bench. And then they can possibly get in as a substitute. Not at any point have we seen a player go out for injury for more than a game and then be inserted right back into a yeah. match because there's so many things that they're asked to do in a game. For this team, too. For this team, and specifically. I, I, I want to reiterate, all due respect to Alianza and El Salvador and, uh, is it Braga in Portugal? Braga in Portugal. And many, most, pretty much every other club in this league, preparing for this team, you'll see it at practice, the demands are high. I've watched a lot of practices. I've never seen anything like that. You have to earn your keep, and you have the fitness, the cardio, all of those things, the... the, the the mental aspect before you even hit the technical stuff has to be at an exceptional high level. And those guys, they still have work to, to match what these other guys are doing, which is through the roof right now. Yeah. Look, when a guy comes off an injury report does not mean that he can then, like Bob said about Fito, Fito needs to be able to do the other things. Look in small sided games, Fito scores goals, bigger games. He needs to get that strength underneath him that he can press for a, for a long period of time. We can't just put a guy out there. That's, all he's going to do is try to score goals because our game that model sound crazy. Yeah. <laughs> our, our game model is, I mean, look, look at Carlos, Carlos presses in games. Carlos is not a luxury player in any sense of the word. So if Carlos Vela is out there having to press and move and drop back and do things, Fito Zelaya is going to have to do that. Andre Horta is going to have to do that. So a whole new respect for Carlos Vela, huh? Yeah. So look at them, look at them to get into matches when they have. And I, I'll tell you this, look they, at Christian Ramirez, you see Fito's got to come all the yeah. way to the midfield stripe time at times mm -hmm. to help recycle and recover. And Andre's farther along than Fito. He's been able to put together more consistent weeks of training. So he would be further along. But on the flip side, you have three midfielders who are killing it right now. They're gangbusters. It's I a two-prong uh, answer here. And, yeah, what do you do? And Max, you say, Latif, you've been great, but we're going we're gonna to give... Uh, Andre, a few minutes here. Yeah. You can't. But Lee, Lee, who would be in any be in there, he has to wait to see what these guys do because it, that trio has been great. Well, and you've heard this adage so many times that it, it just—it probably just rings in your head. You don't change a winning team. You don't change a winning team. Why? Why would I used, you? I, used, I like to use if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, that's perfectly good midfield. Why would you touch it? Bang on, governor. Bang on, governor. Uh, you can to pick up your car at eleven a.m. Greenwich Mountain time. That, right. Yeah, we won't ever do that again. Let's let me see if I can pull our, one up. Our, our good uh, Mitch Mullally's uh, English accent. Oh yeah, Mitchell's is great. No, it's the worst thing you've ever heard in your life. No, I like Mitchell's. It's fun. It's very Cockney. It's 
very. Maybe you know when I put him on camera on my Instagram, he got cold feet and didn't do it. Oh, you know, well, you know what it reminds me of? It's like uh, Dick Van Dyke doing yeah. the chimney sweep for Mary Poppins. <laughs> Not good, as I said. Hey, but good for Dick you, Van Dyke because uh, the British actors are taking all the jobs here. Yeah. Good for an American actor to say, "Hey, we'll do it." Well, if you can do an American accent, we'll do a British accent. And if you thought Max had dated references, I'm coming in hot today. Yes, good. All right, uh, this from Poison Johnny. Love your handle. With Ramadan occurring now, have you noticed anything different with the players who are Muslim? Is there any differences in training, sleep, energy levels, and eating habits? Uh, some of the specifics I can't answer. Maybe you have a little. I would think it'd be naive to think it's not affecting them because of the demands it puts on them. I would also say uh, the level of faith to do that says a lot about the individual as well and would suggest that they can respond in very tough situations. Mm-hmm. Eyeball test, they're they're not a step behind or anything. We have three players who are devout Muslims. Correct. Uh, and all, uh, well, they all play. Uh, Latif, Dio, and Mohammed El Munir. And I think Manure has looked, has looked good, but he's he's been trying to get in that 11. And the moments he does it, he looks like he's like, like a lightning rod and stuff. It's impossible for that not to affect you. And these Muslim players, the two players who played for Ajax, I thought they played pretty well, even though Ajax lost. Maybe they didn't get it going. They faded at the end. Their game in that day, uh, sundown occurred in the middle of it. I, there's a video of them getting these protein packs to fire yeah, them up. That was really cool. I, it was cool. It's just amazing. I just, I, I, I look back at this and say, I have to assess some things in my life and uh, have maybe a better relationship in my faith and so forth, but it, it's impossible for that not to affect you. Yeah, my only window into this is, is through Muhammad, who sat down with us. Uh, there's going to be a piece out on Muhammad sometime this week about this very topic, so if you want more in-depth, uh, you'll get it from that, but he, he told us that, yeah, it does affect him a little bit and that even the coaches understand that. They understand that maybe some of his reactions might be a little bit off, but they cut him a little leeway, but only like a fraction, I would say a fraction of it. Um, he said that one thing to us is they, you kind of grow into it. Obviously the start is very difficult because you just kind of go, go and it happens. Um, but you kind of grow into it, you get better. Luckily the weather here lately has been a little overcast. He said, that's been oh, great for him. Wow, yeah. That's um, good. cause keep in mind it's, it's, it's it fasting really hot here, uh, in Alhambra where we are, right? It's it fasting hot. and it's no liquids. So those guys, you'll see while, while other guys are getting drinks, they actually bring them cold ice towels. I believe that is to help compensate for the fact that they don't have liquids. But yeah, Muhammad said that there, there's a few things that uh, it's difficult, but um, look for it in the piece. Uh, he embraces it, honestly. it's To him, uh, he re- repeatedly referred to Ramadan as a celebration, not a sacrifice. So just look out for that piece. Respect. Some very good um, personal views and learn a little bit more about Muhammad. I'll say this. It's giving He's, back. He sat with us for 28 minutes after practice. So he's starving, he's thirsty, and he sat with us for 28 minutes. Just the nicest guy to, to explain to us, to kind of take us through exactly what he's going through, what Ramadan means to, to Muslims around the world, why he does it. Um, it was phenomenal. We, we only, honestly only wanted to have him for 10 minutes, and he went and just kept t- telling us everything that we wanted to know. So it was really cool. Very cool. Uh, it also shows you about the Muslim faith, how, how wide and the width and breadth of it, because we know in the Middle East it's profound, but these are North African players in the case of El Munir, uh, West African players. So uh, a new respect certainly for that religion and how it applies in this sport. We'll do one more question, and this is from Adrian or Adrian. Is it just me or does LAFC need better backups to Betashore and Harvey? He go on, I think the the one lost to Vancouver, maybe people when they saw Nico Hamalainen and Shaft maybe didn't hit their spots. That was their first game. They're still working hard to get in there. 
I would add Mohamed El Munir looks like a pretty good left back. Anyone would love to. That's a starting left back for most teams in Major League Soccer. And in a pinch, we've seen uh, Latif at right back. So I think there's an, there's enough cover. Can you upgrade? Sure, you can get someone. But I think you have to feel pretty good about some options if anything wear and tear injury knock on wood happens to Jordan or uh, Beta. Yeah, it's tough for me to answer this question. I don't think it purposely done this way when you say better backups because I don't necessarily know if they need better backups, but we need more. It's still a, the key word there is backups. Yeah, we just need to see more from them. We need the backups integrated more long-term. Yeah, definitely. We need to, to have backups. I just don't think the word better fits in that for me. I just I need yeah. them to get more. I mean, Shaft's 19. You know, Nico's 22, right. 23. I think they just need time. Uh, this system is so difficult to learn, and, and Beta and Jordan will, will tell you that. They had a tough time learning it. They did. They're different players now. Yeah. You can see how they've adjusted. But they have so much. They're, they're tactical now. Their ability to just kind of soak things in. Uh, you cannot, uh, you, you can't discount that from Beta and Jordan. So, yeah, the, if we could get guys that seem to pick up those little nuances of the game as quickly as they could, that would be awesome. But they're, they're young guys. They, they, they come in with their own ideas of playing. It's like Bob says, we give guys ideas and we try to have them work through it. So, I think... The guys are there. It's just the matter of getting them minutes and making sure that in training they're doing the things game in and game out. And then, man, it's it's tough when you get out there on the pitch. It's scary. I'm sure it's a little nerve-wracking yeah. a little bit. You know, you don't want to mess up at the same time you want to show out. And I, think I can't we, even imagine. We need to just put them in situations where they can where they can su- succeed. Maybe that Vancouver was a change too many. I don't know. Yeah. But if they can get in, maybe when we just change one guy or two guys, you might They'll, see a very different... Right. Very different performance from a guy like Nico Hamalainen or Mohamed El Manir. They work hard, listen to the staff, and show that they're growing. They'll get chances. That's just the way things work here. That's Bob's given those guys. Look at Josh Perez. The guy who's come in and worked hard. Probably saw a bunch of bodies in front of him. They probably thought he couldn't leap. He's coming in big games to close them out. So, yeah, uh, certainly a lot of test, uh, a, a lot of confidence and hope there in that front. All right, so keep sending the. Uh, the questions to any of our our social media handles or as well to right there where yeah. you sign up and subscribe to our podcast. That's all for now. So uh, again, get out to the game Thursday night. We'll see you there. We'll be there. And Sunday night with Cheer on big week as LAFC is in the catbird seat. They look to stay there. What should we give Twitter handles? Nah. LAFC events. I see Max Bredo Max Sports. Sports. We'll see you next week. Bye.